You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation Units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time with the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS. Well, hello and welcome to the Warriors Ascent podcast with your hosts, Mike and Matt. So, this episode, who are your five people, right? So we talk about your, 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 your five people that, you know, the saying goes that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. I'll attribute that to, to Jim Rohn. Um, and let's kind of break that out, you know, in terms of you know, why is that? Um, what are the implications in terms of what it is that we've talked about, at least at the beginning of this season, which is tribe, community, yeah. you know, all with an eye towards mental health. So, you know, let's start by saying, Think of the five people that you spend the most time with. Do they, do they fill your cup? Do they empty your cup? Do they add value? Are they people, you know, the other saying goes that if, uh, you know, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you should probably find a new room. room. (laughs) You know, you should surround yourself, you know, not that you want to be, you know, the token dumbass, but, uh, you should probably surround yourself with people that are, are going to make you better or challenge you or push you, um, you know, or somewhere in the middle there. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think so, that's so pretty obvious once you say it, you know, um, the people you hang out with, you kind of tend to take their attributes or even one of the things we've said before is if, when lying with sleeping dogs or, you know, so I think that's kind of a thing that we should be aware with. Um, I like to surround myself with people that are smarter than me, for sure. Easy to do. But because they bring me up to a different level, you know, and uh, make me strive to be harder and faster and think more and study more, read more, whatever I got to do to just be in the room with them, you know. Well, let's, well, let, let's bring the, the, the military anecdotes into this. Okay. So, I'll, you know, I'll speak for myself and then I'll hand it off to you. So, you know, being, you know, I- infantry... Um, then in the special forces, yeah, I find myself, you know, hey, when when you're spending time with high performers and always pushing yourself to the next, I'll say, elite level, there's something to be said about that. I mean, not only do you have to step up and raise your game, but now when you're like, hey, man, I, I've got to compete. I've always got to be at my best, right. you know, and that's not always like in a hyper competitive fashion, like you're you're feeling that. At any moment, I'm going to get kicked out because I'm not pulling my weight, even though, hey, that that kind of is a thing or a factor. But you're with people that just kind of reinforce um, certain values and certain standards. And there's something to be said about 
being, you know, among the best or being among, you know, people that expect more of themselves and expect more of, of you, you know, they, what, what do they say? You know, steel. Sharpens, sharpens steel, yeah, you know, exactly. diamonds, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's something to that. So right. let, let's, is. let's bring it back to, you know, aviation and just, you know, as a warrant officer and I know, uh, you know, and I, I think I've told this story before, I had my, my West Point classmate, Mike, when I was a, a scout platoon leader, you know, so we were doing fast rope training and I was like, you know, fast rope master when that came on the scene. So we were the ones that had to teach the infantry battalion how to fast rope as well as a means of insertion. So for those that don't know, you see people rappelling out of helicopters and that's cool, but you got to have the, the Swiss seat and the snap link. It's, a, it's, you know, a little bit more gear. The fast rope is pretty quick. You know, it can be perilous. <laughs> you can fall off that thing. No, but I remember in that training, I had my West Point classmate piloting the uh, the Black Hawk, and he did a good job. Solid guy. You know, he's a you know lieutenant like me. So you know, however many hours, stick time, right? right. But when he kind of leveled out and we threw the ropes out, it was a little wobbly and you could tell, and he was doing a good job. But for us, you know, more so than just being a passenger, when you've got to reach out and grab that rope, you want that thing to be rock stable. So, you know, you know, again, my classmate did a great job, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, man, level this thing out, level this thing out. Then we get a warrant officer, you know, I say behind the wheel, but really on the stick, it's night and day. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden we come in from it flares, bam, they level out. And that thing is like rock steady. So, you know, I'll say outsider's perspective, guys like you being in that crew, the one officer crew, aviation, you guys hold a high standard. I'm sure that, you know, the CW1s versus, you know, a guy of your level, it, it gets yeah. progressively better, you know, but speak to that. Well, and that's exactly right. So we hold ourselves like... So I became the guy who would evaluate everybody, you know, the commission officers, the warrant officers, but, and we had the standard and that's what you have to grade to. So it's not like I like you or dislike you. It's the standard. You either did it or you didn't. It's quantitative. Your heading was plus or minus 10, your altitude plus or minus a hundred. I mean, these are things I, I might be your best friend, but you broke them. You know, I can't help you. I can say, Hey, let's do it again. You know, a couple of times, right. uh, you know, most of the time you're passing. But when I'm with, a, you know, I, if I'm flying some major that doesn't get a chance to fly but once a month, you know, because he's busy doing everything else in the battalion, then I let him do the minimum standards. But if you're a W1, CW2, you don't get to do the minimum standards. I don't allow that. You know, I'll pass you, but you're going you're gonna to hear about it. And, you know, so I talked about how, who, you know, who you're with. They can build you up. They can, you know, in different ways. And we were mean to each other. This is how we built each other up, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a way that was probably not well-received. It wouldn't be well-received in corporate America, but, you know, we were tough on each other. Right. And um, what we would say, we have to have thick skin, you know. I was going to say alligator skin and show no weakness. Right. <laughs> like uh, in the team room. Or Man, if, you, uh, if you lost your cool, you know, or, or yeah, somebody was like, oh, hey, this is... Uh, you know, this is so-and-so's trigger. Don't think for a second that they're not going to push exploit that. that. that yeah. Exploit that and push that button all day long. Yeah, chink in the armor. We just found it. Now we're going to exploit it. Because, you know, that's another way to ready you or a person. I don't know. It's another mentorship thing to 
prep somebody for all angles of being ready for whatever you need to be ready for. Um, we used to say they're bloodbath after action reviews. And man, we were harder on each other, but you know, some of that intensity taken the right way and corrected for the next time would just make us so much better of a team. And in that respect, that is more than five people, but let's just say five crews of people all meeting the same ideology, having the same standards, having the same, um, you know, work ethic, everything there is. Yeah, ethos, standards, all of that. And I think, you know, the whole five people thing, there, there's a piece of that. So we'll, we'll break some of that out, yeah, sure. right? So number one, and I think we've touched upon this, right? So the concepts of, hey, what makes those five people so instrumental in either raising or lowering your game? One is, you know, their influence on behavior, you know, and it says that the, the theory behind this posits that individuals tend to adopt the habits, mindsets, and behaviors of those that they spend the most time with. Yeah. So really, again, it, it's the ethos, it's the, it's the habit, it's the behaviors. Mindset. Like you said, it's, it's the standards and they're not objective, they're or, or, or not subjective, they're pretty objective. Hey, he, there's the same, especially in the military, yeah. right? Task, condition, standard, yeah. bam, there it yes. is, right? But then you said it, mindset. There's something about the mindset, and I'll, I'll speak for, you know, at least my time in the special forces. There's that mindset of, hey, man, we're going to get it done no matter what, or, or you know, I'm not going to say, we, we say we're the jack of all trades. I mean, whenever we go out on a mission or, or, or you know, the JSETs, the joint com you know, combined exchange training exercises where we work overseas with with our partner partner forces. You know, we we do a, uh, a PDSS, a pre-deployment site survey, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of see where we were training, with whom we were training, what it is that they wanted to learn. Um, we develop POI, a program of instruction. And then guess what? We'd have to train to that. And there's some things that, yeah, hey, they're very basic, SUT, whatever it is. And then sometimes it's like, well, hey, we want to know sniping. We want to know this. We want to, you know, mortar stuff, you know? And you're like, all right, yeah, we'll I'll have to dust those manuals off or whatever. We've got a broad base of skills, but, you know, in the end, you need to become the expert and train to that. Mm -hmm. um, and some of it maybe is more like staff-oriented, you know, IPB, intelligence preparation of the battle space, um, and things of that nature. And by the same token, you can't go, well, it's not really our ex area of expertise or we like to do this more. It's like, no, you'll train to it and you'll be the expert and you're going to train these people and there you are. Um, but that, but that mindset of, Hey, we're going to get it done no matter what is, is important. Right. So influence on behavior, shared values and beliefs. So by the same token, right. That, that belief and value system. Yeah. Um, Which is why in, yeah. in, in our communities that we're talking to, military, obvious, and first responders, we all have this specific community that's a little bit different, speaks our own little bit language, you know. So I think this shared value and beliefs is so strong amongst these communities, you know. And um, you find out that it's not as strong as if you work for Walmart or something. You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> right. mean to pick on somebody. I just that came up top of my head. Sure, whatever, sure. whatever corporate America is. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I really believe that it's a strengthens everything when you're with that group of people. It's, yeah. Well, I'm like Ranger, you know, 
whether ranger regiment or, you know, ranger school, the whole ranger creed, you know, that's the other thing. So shared beliefs, values, so the ranger creed, you know, recognized and I volunteered as a ranger, fully knowing the hazards of my chosen profession. You know, I'll always endeavor to uphold the, you know, what standards and esprit de corps of the ranger regiment. I think I got that a little bit wrong. So forgive me, rangers out Some there. Ranger but, out there, uh, know but you know, hey, that was, that was, you know, 30 something years ago. I still remember it. Yeah. Um, no, but, but y you know, that becomes part of who you are. And, and in terms of, you know, those five people or that core set of group, you know, beliefs or whatever it is, you see, you know, we had, uh, you know, a guy came through our, uh, our, our cohort, you know, was a ranger. And, uh, you know, I think he said something, oh, I'm a specially selected and well-trained soldier. I'm like, mm -hmm. you ranger qualified guy? He's yeah. like, oh yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, now you've got that, that commonality and, he was, you know, high performing guy, held himself to high standards, you know, and you're like, oh, man, I can relate to you readily. You I know? find this everywhere I go. It's like, as soon as you go, hey, you were a vet, you're a vet, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. What one, you know, it could be different, you know, branches and still suddenly we're talking a similar language. Right. And I didn't know you, but we're, we're brothers now. We're, 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 you know, we're together, even though we just met and it's like, wow. You know, and I don't even know anything about you, really, other than we just had this conversation for five minutes using funny words that nobody else got around us, you know. But it's just there's some, even just being able to speak that language with somebody after 30 years, maybe, and saying the Ranger Creed to somebody that can say it back to you is like, wow, that's, you know, that's just like, it's, it's, it's a small set of the population that can do that. Yeah. But it's like having those shared values, that's, that's important as well. You know, we've talked about that with tribe and, and uh, community and, and all of that. But a support system is the other thing. So I think we've touched on some of that as well in the past. But when you think about your five, like, hey, the five people that I spend the most time with, are those people that, hey, man, do they have your back, right? Like when the going gets tough, you know, you giving them a call and say, hey, man, I need some help. They're going to be there for you. Or are those five people, you know, one or, you know, many of them like, oh, sorry, man, nothing I can do for you. So if those five people aren't part of your support system, you know, people that you can count on, I mean, that could be moral support. I'm not saying, hey, these are people that are going to give you, you know, a $10,000 loan. <laughs> right. But, uh, but Hey, you know, they're going to give you moral support. They're, they're going to give you advice and, and advice that maybe you may not want to hear, but you need to hear, uh, you know, for, for your benefit. Um, God, I'm trying to remember who said it, but, you know, you can tell like a, a true friend or somebody that's got your best interest in mind because they tell you, you know, what, what it is that you need to hear, not what, you know, they think you want to hear or what's going to benefit them. And that can be hard, you know, and that takes some real moral strength to say, all right, brother, hey, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but man, here, here's the deal, you know, and. Uh, yeah. I'm starting to look at these individual breakdown things of, it almost looks like a military staff or, a, you know, it could be your staff on a, on a board of directors or something like that. There's you and five people, you know, that are diverse in their approach, but have commonality and everything else, you know, like, well, I, you know, I, it's like, I, sometimes I'll, I'll speak for myself. You know, you grapple with the five because sometimes life is such that you really can't 
dictate always the five people that you're spending the most time with. You know, if you're lucky, those are good people. If you played your cards right, if you've exercised healthy boundaries, as we've said in the past, you know, then you are with good, you know, a good solid five people. Sometimes we all have, you know, relatives or somebody, you know, that you're like, uh, and it changes all through right. your life too, you based know, on the and, circumstances. And you, you know, and and maybe they're, you know, a, you know, a fixture in your life, you know, more so than you would like. Could be, could be a boss, could be a coworker, could be a variety of people that hey, I spend a lot of time with this person, and this person, man, they just bring me down, you know. So <laughs> yeah. the challenge then becomes: all right, I may spend a lot of time with this person, just proximity, or just my calendar day to day but I really need to limit the impact and influence that this person is having on me. And maybe that healthy boundary and as much as yeah. your, your five people is concerned is, hey, we're having this discussion and we're gonna be cordial and we're gonna work with one another, but I'm not gonna get sucked into your, your, you know, your drama triangle as we talked about last time, right? Yeah. You know, no, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set some parameters on that. So, so while, yeah, hey, you can't always dictate the five, you need to as much as you can kind of dictate yeah. that or, or, or at least influence it. And if you can't, then, uh, you know, then I'll, I'll say limit the, n- the negative interactions with the people that are, again, not, uh, not contributing to your well-being. And I'll say maximize the interactions and influence for those that are, you know, the other thing I'll, uh, mm. I'll say is like, you know, the notion of the mastermind group, you know, it's another technique that people will use. Sometimes I'll say high performers, wherein they'll meet with people monthly, whether in-person, video, teleconference. And that's a very select group of people that, you know, they're, they're diverse, right? I think that's one of the next things, right? It's diversity of influence. Right. Somebody that's going to round them out. Like, I'm not a, you know, we were talking finance before, right? I am not a finance guy. Might be good to know somebody that understands high finance, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. Hey, man, that's this netherworld, you know, whatever, you know, and maybe, all right, I'm going to explain that nuance to you. Others, maybe it's, you know, psychology. It could be, could be business. It could be a variety of things, but having, you know, being, being very deliberate. So on one hand, we talked about how the five people, it might just be emergent. Hey, these are the five people, my family, my wife, my kids, you know, I spend a lot of time with them, you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. And luckily I really like all of them. Mm I love them, you know, but, but I, I think there's room or there's an opportunity, quite frankly, to be very deliberate in the people that you curate to be your, you know, to be your five people that maybe are, are the most influential. Like I, I really want to seek these people's wise counsel and influence. And I want to be very select in, in who those people are. I, and it's an ad to, an attitudinal aspect. Yeah. They have to have a great, a great attitude. It's got to be moral and ethical. They are good people and they've got a knowledge base or skill set that maybe I don't have that rounds mine out. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, we have to have that. Um, I think if you think of like social media, let's say I'm more of an isolation type guy and I maybe get all my hanging out by looking at social media. Well, I want a more professional look on things. I want to, I go to LinkedIn and on that, all the people I'm associated with are only talking business stuff. You know, there's nothing fun here. It's all just professional. Like, how do I get like connections? Where did that person get a job at? Ooh, you know, Ooh, what kind of degree did they get? Ooh, like that certificate they got, 
you know, Ooh, they could write a resume better now. Um, all these things you would find on LinkedIn, but then you go over to, you know, Snapchat. Couldn't be anything. No, or TikTok or somewhere. No, no, I don't no, like, no, I don't no, do no those thanks, things, man. but I, I'm just saying that there couldn't be anything more different, you know, cause that's more going to be maybe let's say Instagram, look all that. I'm being more creative in this space and looking at cool pictures and I'm looking at other things, you know, and I'm developing that side of me. Whereas I could have people in these camps, you know, um, you have to have that. But you have to bring a different person to each one of these. I, I mean, I feel like some of the guys I hang with are kind of just like recreational hangs, you know, and I don't want to be too serious. You know, I don't want to right. bring politics into that group. Right. Because if we do, it's going to get out of hand. I just, I would prefer not. So like I got to come with a certain type of boundary, I think just like setting an example ahead of how I'm going to act when I'm with this crew. I'm with this crew over here. These people are really serious and I'm probably not going to bring up some of my, you know, like on this show, I don't, I'm not nearly as funny as I always am <laughs> because it's not really a funny show, <laughs> yeah. but, but we curtail that yeah. because we've got, you know, yeah. very important message. So yeah. we're not going to talk politics, but we're you know not, what I'm saying? It's like cut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to well, to well around yourself. We have all these tools now to do it. Um, Sometimes we reach out on computer instead of in person. Um, and I don't know. I think that's another good reason why we like to come to group settings. Because you get a variety of types of people there. And that well, you, I mean, there's something to be said about that. Uh, you know, I'll bring it back to the Warrior Sin program very quickly. So that article that we talked about, right, which is in the Journal of Psychotherapy Integration, one of the things that they talk about is the, the multimodal group therapeutic approach. So multimodal, hey, we do a variety of things, CBT, DBT, uh, you know, mindfulness-based practices, et cetera, et cetera. But the other thing is the, the group, the group therapeutic. Um, and in as much as that ties into, hey, you're five people, right? Being around other people with shared values and experiences in its own right can be somewhat therapeutic. And again, that's not to say that you don't want a, a diversity of people for the very same reasons that we mentioned before to kind of round out your skill set and give you different perspectives so that you're not in an echo chamber, not to bring politics in it. But, you know, on one hand, you like to be around people that are like you. On the other hand, it's good to have a diversity of, of thoughts and perspectives, you know, to make you a, a, a more whole person. Exactly. You know, and that's important. But what we found with the group therapeutic approach is just being with people that really inherently understand where you've been, they, they can relate to you and your experiences, what you stand for, your values. That's very, very important. So on one hand, there's like, I'll say a developmental, a, a developmental aspect where, all right, hey, I, I might be around people that, man, to be honest with you, they're not very much like me. They don't have the same background, but they're still a good person. And to me, that's a big criteria. I don't care how yeah. successful you are. If you're Dirt back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you. I'm like, hey, you may be successful, but I want to be nothing like you. Right. But, you know, if like, hey, if you're successful and you have no idea about the military and, and, but you're a good person and man, you're probably not someone I would normally hang with, but man, I think it's edifying, you know, to be with people that are like that, that, you know, push you out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, so there's, there's two ways of looking at that. So in our, in our case with Warriors Ascent, the, the group therapeutic approach, being with people that you can relate to and that can relate to you. 
with shared values, shared experiences. On one hand is, is important, is very therapeutic. And then I'll say, you know, then there's the developmental aspects where, you know, maybe it's advantageous to not always surround yourself with people that are exactly, exactly like, like you. Exactly like you. Yeah. Not if you're wanting, I mean, well, let's just say you don't care if you expand or grow, but, but that's, that's a recipe to do it. If you, if you're trying to get somewhere bigger, well, you know, you, you got to push your envelope in, in all the things we talk about to include your crowd. Well, Maslow, I, I'm going to attribute it to Maslow. I think it was him. And I could be wrong, but he said, you can either step forward into growth or back into safety. So to your point, you know, safety, you know, or comfort for that matter. So to your point, if all people are looking for is comfort, hey, I just want to be around people like me that are just going to continue to tell me that I'm handsome and powerful. <laughs> then, okay, cool. If that's what you're looking for, then yeah. that's wonderful. I mean, but, if, but if you perfect. want people that are going to push you to make you better, yeah, you know, that's important. If you're not satisfied being how you are and you want to be better, then then try to push, you know, right. like look at what's going on and, 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 Maybe you can find somebody else that'll help you, you know, role model, mentor, those kind of things. Just motivation, whatever it is that helps you get moving on. And the support system, you know, and that's why I thought about it, the group. I mean, it's, these are people that you can call later, you know, whatever. I mean, they call you. Sometimes just helping a person gives you that confidence I need. It's like, I am like somebody people would listen to on a podcast, you know, like I, people call me, people like me, darn it. That's right. Gosh, Stuart Little. Jack Handy. Yeah, deep, Jay. Deep, deep thoughts, yeah, deep man. Thoughts, yeah. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. Yep. No, but that ties into, I think, the last point that they've made here. Impact on success and growth. So surrounding yourself with individuals who are successful, driven, and growth-oriented can contribute to your own success and personal development. And again, it's not all about unbridled you know, success and achievement and all of that. But if you're looking to make a better life for yourself, in whatever form that takes, that can be career, it can be money, it can be, um, it can be fame and fortune. No, or it can just be you know Job overall title. happiness, job satisfaction, or you're living a good life. It could be time affluences, like Tim Ferriss will say, you know that hey, I, I I've got time, I can do things that I want to do. Whatever it might be, if you surround yourself with people that uh, have achieved that. And can help you, I'll say, navigate that so that you can emulate maybe what it is that they've accomplished. And you're like, man, I like the fact that you're self-employed, you're the master of your own destiny, and I want to be like that because I've got visions of, of that for myself. Right. And then they're like, man, I can show you the way. I can, back to your point about, about mentorship, you know, that's another thing too, you know, so, hey, you're five people. Are they all mentors? Is there a mentor in there? Is there somebody that is currently doing or has done something that you want to do or achieved something that you want to achieve that is willing and able to A, lend you moral support and B, show you the way. Yeah. And if there's no one out there like that, at least one person, man, then you should probably, you know, find somebody like that. You know, so that's pretty important as well. So any closing thoughts in terms of our five people? Well, I think we're talking about maybe a negative you know, influence could hinder some progress. Um, sometimes you get a person who comes up with a list of things that could get in your way and that's fine you, until you cross the line and then they just become what, how many things we can't do, can't, can't, can't. And 
versus like, here's a list of things that we have to plan and organize around because they're obstacles and we expect them and we're planning for them, you know? So I think that's a little bit different having somebody who could lay out, these are issues we may face. We always said as a warrant officer, if, if you brought a problem, but didn't bring a solution, mm-hmm. you're part of the problem. And so like, they'd come to me and say, oh, I'm going to do Like, what's your solution? Well, I'm like, well, you're just whining then. It's only whining if you don't give me some way to solve it. No. It could be a terrible idea, but just, you know, it's not easy to solve problems. So give yeah. us a, give us a help. No, when I was like a, a, a JPG or joint planning group lead, you know, sort of operational level planner, that was like the bane of my existence as well. As you as you proffer a course of action, or you're like, all right, hey, I'm going to come to the table, and you get all the people that are like, that's not going to work. It's not. Why? Well, I just know it's not going to. And you're like, all right, well, if that if this course of action is not going to work. What is your recommendation? Right. Well, I don't have one, yeah, well, but yeah. I don't think that one. And you're like, then I really don't want to hear what you've got to say, man. I really don't. That's if you don't have a solution, if you don't have yeah. an alternative, then uh, then you're really not. Ha- you can sit back and throw darts and sharpshoot all you want. Right. If you've not sharpshooting, if you've not done the homework and exercised the mental rigor to say, okay, that's not going to work, but here's what I think will, then hey, man. I've got little interest in what it is that you have to say. I mean, that's. Yep. And those I, are, I think those, th- those I think are my thoughts. So definitely clear. So back to your point. Yeah. You know that that's part of that's part of your five people is is to be, you know, and we'll talk about you know I talk about that with you know with, with Christy and stuff. I mean, to the best of my ability, I'm like, hey man, I I I I will like ugh, not complain or moan, but I'll point out deficiencies with the best of them. But in the end, we always endeavor to be solution focused as opposed to problem focused. I mean, you look on the, you look at the problem in the front end and say, all right, here's the issue, but you gotta, you gotta focus on the solution on the back end because otherwise you're just moaning and you're bitching as you were saying. So yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it, man. Any parting shots? I think that's it. I just think uh, I'm happy to be in a third season here and we're going to bring in uh, our first interview guest. Soon. Yep. Soon. We're going to have some guests, you know, so talk about our five people, right? Yeah. We're going to bring some of the, you know, some of the people that make Warriors and successful. So Can't wait for that. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. And we'll, we'll have them. We'll have them with us. Appreciate it. See you Excellent. next time. Hi, Matt Hastings here. Sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders. And to reach as many of those in need as possible, we need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City-based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsascent.org.